Like the twin sons on a womp rat's tail. Welcome back to the Tumbling Saber podcast, everybody. I'm Kyle. I'm Corey. And I'm Carlos. Welcome back, everybody. Man, oh man. Another good week. Another good Star Wars week. This is great, man. New stories, collectibles. It's all good. I'm having a great time with this. Man, I'm going to wrap it all up in a podcast here. What's going on, guys? Carlos, how's your week been? Man, it's been uh, busy. Super, super busy. Uh, you know, getting uh, a little cold and then warm and then cold. And uh, yeah, like other, other than that, um, you know, uh, trying to uh, stay safe and uh, provide for my family. <laughs> that's uh, that's the the priority right now christmas shopping's all done uh and um yeah and that's it you know uh, enjoying uh what was left of the fall considering that tonight <laughs> winter has arrived <laughs> yeah it's the most wonderful time of the year <laughs> or or as our good pal mayfeld would put it it's the holiday season I heard that on the radio last week, like the actual, I think is, is that, who is, who sings that originally? I don't know. I'll take a guess and say Andy Williams. Who knows? I don't know. I wonder if it's old Blue Eyes or Gene Autry or whatever. <laughs> One of those guys. But I heard it and I, it, right away. You just, I go right to Bill Burr. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Oh man, cool. Uh, Corey, what's going on? Nah, not too much. Seems Carlos there. It's uh, it's getting our first considerable dumping of snow so far. It's it's pretty cool. Uh, you know, we're getting settled into the house finally. You know, it's a bit of a it's long and stressful time, so it feels good. Like I, I feel like today was like a milestone in that regard, in the sense that I made spaghetti sauce. <laughs> you know, so it's what? like we're almost fully there. You know what I mean? We're we're comfortable enough to be making Wait spaghetti sauce. Making spaghetti sauce is not a milestone. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, when you don't have countertops or a kitchen sink, it's not the most ideal way to go. Are you roughing it, Corey? Well, that's we gonna... were for the first couple of weeks, man. Like I'm saying, no TV, are... no couches. Are you going to grow uh, out your beard and shave your mustache? Jemadaya? I haven't shaved in a month, bro. It's great. <laughs> I look like Wolverine. You go, Ezekiel. <laughs> Hey, yeah, there's no. something so I don't okay. know. I just love making spaghetti sauce too. You know, like I have such a good recipe, and it turned out perfect, man. Like it was so good. You know, and like Italian, you, you right? make, like, ah, whatever. This is a Quebecois kind of sauce. You know what I mean? Like ah, it's, okay, uh, okay. it's good. It's really good. I, I like it anyhow. And uh, you just make so much of it, right? And you're, like, we got. I mean, I think it was I got 142 ounces of spaghetti sauce like in the freezer, man. <laughs> You're going to give us another one-star review, just like that guy who got mad at us for talking about gardening. <laughs> hey, man, you asked a question. You wanted no, to get into spaghetti sauce? No, I was, I was profoundly disturbed that you called spaghetti sauce a milestone. I would call it a feat, given the no countertops. It was no a milestone. Sink. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it, it, kind of, it kind of marks the significance of being, you know what, we're, we're at that stage of being home. And anyway, other than that, uh, Star Wars wise, I still haven't watched the holiday special. Oh, for f- oh uh, no, no, I'm waiting. I'm waiting just because I'm gonna have my son this Friday, and we're gonna put up the tree. Oh, I thought we were so gonna if... talk about it today, man. Ah, uh, you, you guys can. I mean, I, I don't really mind to be honest. I've seen a bit online, and you know, I watched the trailer. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. You know, it's gonna be uh, 
it's like the holiday season just like you guys said it's it's everybody's into it man it's it's, it's early a bit this year like uh people are kind of encouraging it you know with the pandemic and not whatnot to get your lights up early and i'd say around here where i am it's uh everybody is putting up a lot of stuff like really early like right after halloween this year it was like boom christmas lights yeah, yeah. We, we same same thing here we we usually well, wait we, we live in the same town so you know <laughs> well yeah but no we usually hear it at my house we wait until first week of december for my daughter's birthday we put the tree up this weekend i was like now nah, let's just do it now the kids want it up now let's everybody just wants to rush to that happy time of year and understandably so <laughs> so yeah we see my oldest is born on december 2nd right and i'm always like first week of of november type of holiday guy first week and... of november yeah yeah mind your own business <laughs> i, I okay. the judgment <laughs> And so I've always been that guy. But when my son was born in 2006, I, I, I told my uh, my ex at the time, well, my girlfriend at the time, um, I said, you know what? From now on, we're just going to put the tree on after his birthday, which is December 2nd. So we wait for his birthday and then we would put it up on the, the subsequent weekend. And then I'm like, that guy. Like, let's... <laughs> I've been putting up the Christmas tree in November for so many years. Like, why should I change my my whole uh, my whole tradition? So, uh, sorry about the time code, by the way. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so now it's it's always been uh, other than one year. Um, I've been in November, and uh, this year was um, just before Remembrance Day. I try to do it after Remembrance Day, like for some stupid reason that like. Seriously, no dead soldier really cares. But like um this year I was like, no, I need the lights. I need them. Like the the, the I festive need the feel. Cheer. You need the oh, cheer. Yeah, definitely. And you know what? I I I I set it all up and then I start I decorated it and I was missing the, the remainder of my ornaments. And then one of the lights burned out. Oh. One of the string the strings of lights. So I had to like uh unplug the um, you know each each line. And luckily the one line that burnt out was the last line on uh or the one closest to the to to the electrical um outlet so i was able to take that off and redistribute the lights on the bottom of the tree and it still looks great so i'm not at 800 anymore and i'm at 750 but uh they look uh the tree looks great i'm i'm really really happy with it nice yeah good yeah yeah yep, very happy just just stay away from the eggnog okay everybody stay away from the eggnog it's disgusting oh, it's too late baby too late It'll clog you all up. It's yeah. <laughs> eggs That's are for it. scrambling. That's it. <laughs> That's why I drink kombucha. <laughs> oh, kombucha is nice. Come on, a oh, mint I mean, chlorophyll action. Give me, give me some of that. I love that rice kombucha. Oof. It used to be a sponsor. Um, yeah. Not of oh, this show. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. But other than that, Star Wars week, man. Oh, man, so happy. Like, got to watch that holiday special. I waited for my kids uh, so that I could watch it. And uh, then uh, Mandalorian, I double dipped back into um, uh, Chapter 11 and then uh, watched Chapter 12. Uh, super happy about that. And uh, like, we weren't able to talk about Chapter 11 last week. I don't know about Corey. Like, we're, we're, how pissed were you that you couldn't talk about it? I wasn't pissed, but I'd say I was definitely you were disappointed. Pissed. So we were pissed. Well, both of us were extremely <laughs> pissed. We talked about it, and we were pissed. And uh, how awesome. Like, I felt like such a little shite, like, whining about 
chapter 10 when chapter 11 gave me everything that I wanted. It was like, <laughs> it was so good. It was so, so, and it, again, it's not like it was something that was unexpected. Like we knew she was coming. We knew all this was happening. It's, but for me, it was the way it happened and the timing yeah, of it exactly. all. exactly. It was exactly. just, oh yeah. Oh, it was, it was so good. So it, good. It, like it, I, I got to reiterate that, Carlos. It was the like, Mon Calamar. It was the Quarrens. It was, it was. Yeah, it was the, the whole f- it was. Oh man, it was just so good, man. Also, just Katie Sackoff in general, like she, she I, I'm a really big fan of hers, man, and she just nailed it so good, man. Like, ah, oh, I felt it. It's like I need a Mando. <laughs> Poor Mando, he's like, help me, ding, 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 <laughs> like. <laughs> so, uh Anyway, it was, it, was, it was a really, really badass episode, man. Like, I, I was disappointed, too. The way it ended as well. And how would this be? Like, I think it was John Hoey was talking on Twitter over the weekend. What kind of bait and switch would it be if, you know, if you kind of follow these things? We know Dave Filoni's directing episode five. Episode four was going to kind of be hopefully the journey to Ahsoka Tano, get a sh- ship repaired and whatnot. And you know, we see her in episode five, hopefully, but what if we don't, I mean, all signs point to that. He created her. He's going to want to deal with her, but what if it wasn't man? Like everybody's expecting to see her in episode five, but what if she doesn't show spoiler alert for episode four, by the way, thanks. Like, <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> we just skipped right over it. <laughs> wow. Thanks man. Well, we know everybody knows Ahsoka is going to be in the show this year, right? Do they? Do they, I would think so. I if they were on the internet or listening <laughs> to the show or on Twitter. It seems like if you listen to Star Wars podcasts or spend any time on, on social media in Star Wars circles, you'd be hard-pressed to not know about snips. Anyway. Man. Oh, boy. Yeah, my, my week my week was, was like I said, it was, it was great in terms of new stories and all that stuff. Uh, got real deep into, uh, from a certain point of view, and that's nice. been pretty enjoyable for the most part. There's with 40 stories, some of them you're just going to kind of roll your eyes at. Um, but uh, we're going to take a deeper look at that uh, soon, very soon, maybe even next week. We'll see. We'll see how far along we all get, if we all get far enough. I know Marie's, gosh, she's like at least halfway through, maybe more. I'm about a quarter of the way through. Maybe I think I'm in tw- through 12 stories. I'm still waiting for the first book to make its way around to me. <laughs> Tim! I see it on your bookshelf there, Tim. <laughs> um, and yeah, man, that, that the Lego holiday special, so much fun. Oh, dude, how good was that? Seriously. It was actually shorter than I thought it would be. I don't know why I had it in my head. It was an hour, but it was like 40 minutes, which yeah, is fine. I, whatever. It could have been 20. I still would have, I wouldn't have cared. It just caught me a little bit off guard that it ended so quickly, but it was so uh, fun. Other than Rose Tico being in it and ruining it completely for me. Oh. (laughs) Other than that, (laughs) it was great, man. (laughs) (laughs) I was I I I I was happy to see Rose and even happier to (laughs) hear Oh God. (laughs) Hear her singing was it jingle bells or something in Hatties? Yeah. That that was great. I mean, God, you, you got to be willing to go places if you're going to sing Christmas carols in Hatties. And she oh, did. Good on her, man. 
Good on well, her. Well, this just confirms that uh, Palpatine is such a turd. <laughs> like watching this special. <laughs> I wondered. Okay, I I wondered if that the Palpatine part for this special was written by Seth MacFarlane. It was so. It was so Family Guy Palpatine. It was more. It was more. Tra- it was more Trey Parker and Matt Stone Palpatine. <laughs> if you, <laughs> it was more South Park Palpatine than Family Guy Palpatine. Come on, guy. <laughs> well, there, there was that one wild sequence when they're just all tumbling through time, and in yeah. the, in those moments, my son was just freaking out. Like everything was happening in that one so cool. three or four or five minute sequence. Yeah, he's just like. Ah! Oh my God! It's Darth Maul. Look, there's Ray fighting Darth Vader on top of a on top of a pod racer falling through Exegol. Like, who who? How stoned were these people when they came up with this? Dude, it was great. And like, honestly, just uh, spoiler, uh, Corey. Uh, there's a there's a sequence where they go right through like um, uh, where where do they uh, IG Eleven and 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 the Mando find the baby? Like, what what uh, what planet was that on? Uh, I, I'm not sure what that setting. If that was Navarro or t- a Tatooine sequence, no, it wasn't. It, it was. It was uh, like on that. Oh, Arvala, uh, Arvala Seven, probably. Yeah, that I think that's the one where where he finds uh, baby uh, baby Yoda, and uh, just seeing them fall through those warp holes right through that scene was like, oh, you guys are awesome. Well, it's it's like, funny cause that they were able to sneak that in with you know yeah. no dialogue, no nothing, just because probably when they made this. There's just who knows if if anything had even been recorded for for the Mandalorian show yet. Just uh, we got to yeah. look. We've got to see. For scene. me, this is a, a last minute edition type yeah. of thing. It yeah, yeah, very very much could have been. And they just but it's an it's an in and out just to get these guys in. It was great. It was yeah, it was, it was so fun. It was great. And I, I I still don't get why anybody would take time out of their day to complain about this show. I don't. Oh no, it was trash. It. it was just complete trash. <laughs> did you did you notice the little wink too? <laughs> the Palpatine wink. Oh, that was so good. Oh man. No, a good time. Definitely a good time with that show. Um, Corey, I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, I can't wait, man. We should get a kick out of it. Um, did you pick up anything this week, Corey? Any new additions to the collection? Well, you know, I kind of missed out on last week. I guess I, f- I figure you filled everybody in on your uh, the trials and tribulations of your Ahsoka journey. Well, we talked about it on Sith Disturbers at length, so I did not really go over it again. Okay, well, I'll just fill everybody in. Kyle, oh, Kyle was a hero. He can, he can, he he can elaborate if he wants to after on his mission. No, he I'm was not programmed. Do anyway, yeah, we landed in Ahsoka from the Clone Wars. Super stoked about that. Uh, I pre-ordered that Peter B. Parker and Miles Morales from Into the Spider Verse. Got to have that. Must 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 have. And other than this, this is a big one, man. Like th- this kind of like really, it kind of sums up my year. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm happy with, I'm extremely happy with what I got this year. It was, I didn't expect to get as much as I did. And there was a lot of choice stuff that came out this year. And for the most part, I pretty much almost got everything I want wanted, which is hard to say for some years, you know? So anyway, on the shelves Thursday, Thursday is the good day, man, at Toys R Us. I just find they stock up that day, head over there at lunch, and I found the whole line that had the treasure or uh, sorry, <laughs> the treasure, the armorer, and Cad Bane with like uh, the biker scouts um, of Leia and Han, Endor, Luke, and all that. 
but anyway, I, I landed the armor and Cad Bane. I kind of one of those, uh, you know, the heart flutter moments there. It's a really sweet toy, man. Like, I, I'm super stoked about it. I'm really, really glad to have locked that down. I, th I thought it was going to be one of those impossible hunts, you know, like much like the Ahsoka. I thought the Cad Bane was going to be extremely hard to find. And we'll see. Maybe it will be. And maybe I just got lucky. But either way, I was extremely stoked to have found it. Nah, he's one of the better figures ever made, for sure. And the treasure, uh, the treasure, the armor is pretty awesome too, man. Oh yeah, it's a nice absolutely. figure. It's a great figure, absolutely. Yeah, um, so those are two big scores, man. Like all I'm missing now really is Chopper and Ezra, and that would be like year complete, hundred percent satisfied. But you already have a Chopper and Ezra. Yeah, but the new boxes, Kyle. Unbelievable. I know. I, that's why it's not so bad. If I did, had I not had one of those, it would it would be a different story. But uh, no, that's why I can let it slide and still be super happy. I'm lucky. Cool. Um, Carlos, anything new on your side? Um, I'm. Uh, th this weekend was a uh, Lego VIP uh, double points weekend, and um, I was hesitating all week. Uh, going back and forth on what I should get. And I wanted to get Kylo Ren shuttle, but it's out of stock. And uh, it actually fell out of stock on Friday. Uh, so all these big sets are kind of backordered or out of stock. And I'm like, I, I don't know what I want to do. There, there's, there's a part of me that's like, um, I'm not sure what I should what I should grab, but right now in my cart I have the Tantive Four, um, and at double points puts me at 2,700 points, which would which would put me at uh, one uh, six one seven five 175 dollars off. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. So I'm a I'm a fourteen thousand nine now, and this one would put me at 2,700 dollars. Um, so, uh, this is what I'm going to do. This is, this is a live look right now, uh, for everybody, uh, who listens to Tumbling Saber, be it on the Patreon or on the regular feed. What I'm going to do right now is pull the trigger live on the podcast. Woo! Yep. That's what I'm doing. And so we're going to go it's here. Our Christmas presents, Kyle. Brace <laughs> yourself. <laughs> Uh, okay, so going here, perfect. We're gonna do this. All right, boom, boom, and now we go. I go and we pull the trigger on the tent of four. No way, done. done. Wow, so you, you pay a balance of what, like a hundred bucks out of that? Oh, no, 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 I'm using the double points. Oh God, man! Oh man, that's a sweet score. So, what does that mean? How much you end up like paying out of pocket now? No, I'm using this. Uh, I'm I'm paying full price for this. Okay, so you're gonna take the oh, score. Okay, gotcha, I got you. gotcha. Okay, so you you get double point. Oh man, so you're gonna have anyway a lot of points. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Hold on. I think my my recording stopped there of uh, a couple of minutes ago. That's we're gonna we're gonna have a hard time splitting up the ten to four though between the two of us. Yeah, we will. <laughs> I can give it all to you though. I don't mind. Okay, I would take it. All right, cool. That's three hundred ten dollars and forty two cents. Well, well, I said give. 
This is riveting, the by the way, guys. Riveting. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I was going to think, I started thinking, like, maybe your points, you were saving your points for us, but I don't know. Well, I'm anyway, saving, surprise I'll, us. I'll, I'll tell you what I'm saving my points for. I'm saving my points for um, the TIE Fighter uh, that's coming in uh, January and or early February. Um, the Imperial Shuttle. And maybe I'm going to double dip into that X-Wing because we're getting, the for the first time ever, a, Don, a, a Dodonna, General Dodonna minifig. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So uh, everybody gets a figure. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I hope he has buck teeth too. And um, yeah, so that, that's what we're getting uh, with, uh, with the, the, with the new X-Wing, the new, uh, the new red five. Very cool. And it, yeah, it comes with a general Dodonna and a, um, Luke, I assume. Luke and Leia with the robe piece. Nice. The, the, the same one from, from the Tanta 4. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, on my end, new acquisitions, I picked up the Vintage Collection Carbon Freeze Chamber set, which was marked down on Amazon. So I picked that up for 55 bucks, and that Sweet. comes with uh, an exclusive Empire Strikes Back carded Stormtrooper. So I was That was, that was originally that. how much? 79 Yeah, something like that. So a, a good a good deep discount there. So I was happy with that. And I get, now I get to build up the, for me, the most iconic scene in all of Star Wars in the Carbon Freeze Chamber. And I could do it with, um, you know, as Han's getting frozen, or I could do it with Luke and Vader. See, that, that was on my short list for your, for your Christmas gift this year. But I'm like, I don't know. It's just, I'm like, does he really want it? Is well, he going to do something else with his fancy figures? And The thing, well, you know what some people are doing is they're buying... They're buying the set, taking the figure out, and then just putting the the figure back up for sale. And being clear that no figure included, but you can have the set for like forty bucks or fifty bucks. Hmm. So yeah, I mean, it's a pretty flimsy set. Otherwise, like the playset is is you know just a little bit of flimsy plastic, but it's cool, man. It's really cool. If you put in some LED lighting with that, it can look cool. I've seen some pictures of people doing it upright. It looks nice. Anyway, uh, otherwise, I picked up the EB Games or Walgreens exclusive, if you're in the U.S., uh, exclusive Phase 1 Clone Trooper Lieutenant. And I got that at a pretty good deal. I got the 10% off because I'm an EB Games Platinum member. But um, I also had 5 bucks credit at EB Games. So when I went, they just said, hey, you have credit here. Do you want to apply that to the figure? Yes, sir. So I scored that figure for like 25 bucks, which is a very good deal. Very happy. And are you that. an Edge member? Yeah, Edge Platinum member. Sweet. That's the blue, uh, the blue trim trooper, right? Correct. I have it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't need to get upset. I'm relieved, Corey. I'm very relieved. Thanks. Me too. All right. Um, that's it for the collecting. That's it for our week in Star Wars. Let's now jump right into the Mando. Into into chapter twelve. There's no there was no news this this past week. Nothing that I thought was interesting. There was a couple of scoopy things. I'm gonna let them slide. I'm just gonna let them go. Let them pass into the ether. Maybe I'll forget I even heard it. And then one day, it'll pop up for real, and I'll be surprised. Because you know I was listening to uh, to Pete and Rick last week, and Eden over on Jam Transmissions, and Pete was on fire. 
because he he was real pissed off about like leakers and just having things like Bo-Katan showing up and being spoiled on that. And, and, you know, I'm sure they intended for us to be shocked by that, but none of us were. And I, I get it. You know, we're all here podcasting and, and following along. And the downside is, you know, if you're a spoiler phobe, you're going to find things out that you probably didn't want to learn. And I was, I was, I was definitely vibing with the guy. I knew what he was saying. So I figured, you know what, for these two scoops, which I will, which will go unmentioned, I'm just going to let them go. And maybe one day they'll come back up and we'll be surprised by it. But for now, we can just jump straight into uh, The Siege, directed by Carl Weathers. Chubbs. Corey, what was your overall thoughts on this? And boy, by the way, Corey's taking the ball here. This is your spoiler warning. <laughs> Run I mean, and hide. We're talking about the Mando, right? We're talking episode. about the Mando, chapter 12. Go. Season two, episode four. So, yeah, anyway, it, w- it was great. It was not my favorite episode ever, I would say. I would say a lot of it was almost predictable for the most part once we found out where we were going. Uh, there was lots of action. And from for some strange reason, reason I. I can't put my finger on it. I think it had something to do with the reason, uh, the action and the editing, but it was like right away. Like I knew Carl Weathers had directed this episode. I mean, granted he was in the episode that, that, that doesn't necessarily mean that he directed it, but just the way it was directed. I'm like, this is definitely Carl Weathers. <laughs> like it was, it was almost choppy a bit in a way. Yeah. But it was I, fun- I, I thought there was some weird editing to this episode too. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There, there was something about it. But lots of action, definitely lots of action, keeping kind of somewhat true to the trope. But uh, that's that's the quick uh, the quick take. Definitely nothing huge happened, but we definitely got some at the same time some relatively big takeaways that are in, extremely important to the series. Oh yeah, uh, Carlos, what were your overall thoughts on this one? I liked it. Other than uh, uh, them completely ruining Star Wars with the. Uh the half jeans guy in, in the uh... <laughs> that was awesome like uh yeah i didn't catch it did you guys catch that live only because i knew it was there yeah i only i only saw it because i had seen the meme previously but um yeah i i don't know if i would have i probably would have noticed if I, I on the second or third viewing but um yeah, it was. Uh, other than that, it was it was pretty cool. There was a lot to unwrap, which I really love. Uh, I loved seeing uh, uh, Horatio Sands slash uh, Bobby Moynihan uh, playing the uh, <laughs> Mithril, <laughs> playing the Mithril. Uh, he, it, it was actually pretty good. I liked the way they expanded on his character. Um, I love seeing recurring characters, and that just tells me that we're gonna get Bado Bado Tero probably in another episode. <laughs> either next season uh, or uh, maybe the season after that. And um, uh, of course, I'm talking about Bill Burr. Um, He's supposed to be in this season. I heard otherwise that there's no confirmation. Him and Clancy Brown both said they haven't been contacted. But granted, that's probably in their NDAs. But Yeah, I didn't hear that. But um, either way, it's... um, Yeah, uh, I'm really... um, I really, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I, I loved seeing some of the. I mean, the action sequences were out of this world, man. And like such a great, uh, 
um, I would say direct, directorial debut for uh, Carl Weathers, was, who stepped right in and and definitely was not out of place. And I would say probably puts him ahead of uh, Rick Famiyuma uh, or um, some of the other uh, episodes that uh, that were directed. So uh, no, really, uh, I really like it. Obviously, the subject matter makes it more um makes it more interesting to me so I, i'd probably be more partial to an episode like this yeah um but the fact that he's the one who directed it might have been maybe chance um but the chips need to lay where they lay and uh, he's the one who did it so uh kudos to carl weathers that's right he played the ch- the hand he was dealt and he did a great job like this was a for me it was just a, a fun shoot him up that just opened up some really intriguing big time questions about where this is all going. Um, not, not just for this show, but like for the galaxy at large, like there's some big implications laid down here. Huge, huge. Um, but <laughs> again, the, the, I love, I love baby Yoda. Everybody loves baby Yoda, but the, the humor that the way they weave him in, like he's just got such great scene stealing moments that don't really linger. Like they they don't drag it out. It's just it, it it is what it needs to be. It's hilarious as it's happening, and then they move on. Like yeah, they they know that they they don't want that to get old too quick. You know what I mean? And watch this watching him try to like watching Mando try to guide Baby Yoda into hot wiring the ship. Like yeah, the, that was good. Put the red wire where the blue wire used to be, and put the blue wire where the red wire used to be. It was. This guy, as if this little guy knows colors. <laughs> you know, it was it was so fun. It's like ah, it's worth a try. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I thought it was funny though. Like, oh well, let's go to Navarro. Just Navarro just so happens to be on the way, huh? <laughs> wow, wow, what a convenience! What a very Star Warsy convenience. You know, it's kind of funny too. Like the episode that Carl Weathers directed. Like I saw this on Twitter. I can't remember who tweeted it, but you mean this episode? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the episode he directs, basically you see Baby Yoda do the, the magic hand thing for the first time. What? You know, like he was all like, Grief Cargo was all like, do the magic hand thing. He did that this in the this first episode? time we see him do it. In the, yeah, he does it in this episode. He steals the kids' cookies. But, yeah. Okay, Mac- not explaining Carl Weathers alludes to using the baby, you know, telling the baby to use the magic hand thing at the end of season one. Yeah, exactly. And now baby Yoda cool. uses the magic hand thing to steal the macaroons from for the first time in season two shit in the school. Yes. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> I'm drunk and high. and I'm able to express myself better than Corey. Hey, you still understood the first time. <laughs> Yeah, I understood because I knew what you were talking about, but I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Either way. I thought that, that, that was classic, man. Yeah, and it was great. How about Cara Dune, the sheriff of the town now? So that's uh Yeah, another marshal. That's well, that's that's two self-appointed cops that Mando has befriended in this series so far. And I obviously it's intentional, but I don't know if that's something to take note of. I think it is now at this point, like marshals are definitely a thing throughout the outer rim. Like there there's, it's lawlessness, right? But there are good towns out there and within those good towns, there's probably marshals. Hopefully 
good some marshals maybe hopefully <laughs> that that opening scene too they, they they wasted no time like introducing her eh? like in her new role well the, the, with the beatdown of those aqualish goons yeah but i don't i still don't know really what the deal with that scene was like was it, it was just to introduce her as the, the like the marshal oh no it's like ooh another marshal but you know what that also reiterates to me as well I don't know how much time you guys think have passed since the last time you've seen one another, but when you see something like that, the fact that they have schools, the fact that she's now the marshal, the, f- the fact that everything seems quite stable, uh, it seems like there's been a considerable time jump, you know, like, like Grief Carga seems to be like the president of the planet almost, you know? Yeah, I, f- I feel like there's been a couple of months that have gone by, but it also like more to- than that, I feel come on to, to get that established with schools and whatnot. Things happen fast in Star Wars, Corey. And he's wearing, a, Pal- he's wearing like a Palpatine robe a little bit with his white beard. It kind of looks like he progressed a little. Maybe time goes faster, like interstellar on that on that planet. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like the fact that he's like the self like designated, like he's just like my planet. Well, it makes me think back to something that the client said. In episode one, where he's every system the Empire touches get better, gets better by any metric, and that's clearly not true. Like Navarro is re- approaching something called respectability. You got the school up and running. There's a marketplace humming along. Eat that Empire! Like that's not that is. It's going to be true. a trade hub for the Outer Rim. Yeah, it looks like a little, a decent little place growing up there. Um. And so, yeah, this episode, Mando's talked into yet another side mission, (laughs) which happens again and again. Um, But this one, this one's the the type that we can all get on board with. It's like, let's get the Empire out of here. We got there's one base left. We got it. Can I just say, like, I I, I don't mean to interrupt. I mean, I kind of do. But like, so much Empire. Like, how, how did they get away with that? What is the Republic doing? It's the Outer Rim. They, they kind of explain in the sense that the Republic is only starting now to patrol the Outer Rim. And everybody else is like, look, they can't tame the Rim. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not their place. That's the way the people who choose to live out there feel in a way that the Republics can more or less just piss off. Well, I see it more like the New Republic just hasn't gotten there yet. Or, they're, or there's just... They're, a, a, they're enough, trying. Enough incompetence or not enough resources for them to effectively exactly out there. that's why they have like trapper wolf and uh kim's convenience it? yeah captain kim's kim's convenience uh carson tiva there you go come on now i i just i i don't know there, there's just it's like way too much empire like, and i don't mind it at all like i really don't like i i i think that this is this is what i want you know what but I mean? It, it, it kind of makes time. sense, though. Like they're they're like rats after war. You know, like trying to like they're trying to hide at this point. You know what I mean? Like they're they're not going to be hiding toward the the more core planets. They're they're definitely going to be like more spread out and hidden. Well, the secret's out now. <laughs> There's no more hiding. There, at least, but they got definitely some kind of master plan going on. Like they seem a lot more organized than i had thought like when you got someone like moff gideon in charge this guy seems to you know just the actor himself he really belays that like 
in control kind of i have a plan the empire has a very possible chance of coming back in my hands well we still don't really know what his deal is what's his motivation what yeah. is he trying to do and and this i mean this episode is the first step in that direction really we were all kind of we've if you had to guess at this point that's what we have all would have assumed i would think no well, not really okay. a big let's, surprise. Well, let, let's just get right to this point then. Like they're at the base. They're the Mando, Grief, and Kara and Mithril. They are there with the intent to just wipe that map or that base off the map, get the Empire off Navarro for good, and and just wash their hands of it. But they find this. It gets more complicated because there's they're doing experiments in there. They're doing there's there's labs in there. What the hell are they doing? We see some beings floating in tubes and the three of us here we haven't spoken at all since this episode dropped carlos what are you thinking what is in that tube i don't know there's uh there's a little there's there's a little smoke vibes happening there like uh, i i don't know there's uh, big it, smoke vibes happening <laughs> and and uh considering that in the um not the expanded, but uh, the, the the novelization of The Rise of Skywalker, we learned that Palpatine transferred his essence into the body that we see on screen. Kind of just does tons of validation for me, considering I believe that Snoke would transfer his essence from the body that we see in The Last Jedi into what would be coming into um, Episode Nine. So there, there had to be some type of essence transferal happening, and and since we get that a little bit, um, I personally I feel a little validated and, and a little bit sad that the writers of Star Wars are not smarter than me. But like, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> at the same time, um, there, there it could be anything. I mean, maybe there. Uh, to me, if we if we if we jump forward and we see. Uh, Moff Gideon at the end of the episode and and all those uh, some people were saying they look like um, death troopers or shadow troopers or to, to me they're, they're, it looked like TIE fighter pilots and, and, and it looks like uh, the, the, all those those uniforms and those um, those helmets they're, they're it looks like they're breeding next level TIE fighter pilots and um, there there's some weird stuff happening and can we just say like how happy I, I and I hated this whole thing growing up. Um, well, growing up, 1999. But like the whole midichlorian thing, and for them to drop M count, <laughs> they're still running from that. They won't. They won't say it. They won't. Bring I, I, but I don't, <laughs> I, I don't care. I want them to say it. Like it's. It, it is in Star Wars. Love it or that, hate. That's it. kind of an affirmation, though. It, it's completely an affirmation, and and. They're not running from it, and uh, and uh, uh, yeah, give it to me, man. It's, Look, th this is one thing I'm just gonna say, uh, and uh, I listened to uh, to, uh, to Tim, Carlos, uh, Troy, and Sanjay over at the, the Nerd Room on the last episode. Obviously, Sanjay didn't talk about the Mandalorian because he doesn't watch it. But like, uh, other other than that, they were talking about how uh, eventually uh, Baby Yoda has to go his own way, and the Mandalorian is gonna continue on. I believe. And maybe I'm completely dead wrong, but this is Baby Yoda's show, man. Well, he's the, definitely seen Steel. And they're, they're, no, but their fates are inextricably connected. Yeah, they're completely. a family. 
I, I the, find the, one, once once he gets home, the show should pretty much be over. In my I, like, if they do end up separating from one another, that's gonna be super gut wrenching and heartbreaking for all of us to watch. No, but I don't. Even if they do separate, it's gonna be a, a plot point to bring them back together. In my opinion, like he might leave at some point, but look, chapter one ends with him finding the thing that he's been looking for. <laughs> he's been looking for it. That is 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 the is the thing that gives him his best car. It's the thing that that allows him to 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 know more about Mandalore itself, to know more about himself, and he's learning about his culture because of this thing. Yep. The, the, this show is Baby Yoda's show. They could call it The Mandalorian, but it's what is going to happen to this thing. Oh, and, and this is the thing that scares me the most about this show right now is there's so much remnants of Empire, okay? And there's so much talk of Mandalore. We see nothing of this in the sequel trilogy. Nothing. Nope. I don't know if anybody could spot a Mandalorian ship in that final battle on Exegol, but they're going to have to explain that because there's no excuse for there to be this whole thing happening here and then it not be here. It depends. Like Mandalorians are pretty reclusive and you see that in the Clone Wars, you know, like they're more or less left alone. Like they, they barely join the Clone Wars to the bitter end and it's more because they... Yeah, have an end. yeah, that's it. Like they're drawn into it in that sense. No, I understand that part, but I'm just saying this. It's like there's so much about Mandalore happening right now. And it's like what happens between now and the sequel trilogy where they're nowhere to be found. Unless they unless the pacifist side of Mandalore wins out and they just go back to being air quotes peaceful and neutral. Okay. Or well, or uh, they I'm expecting also them, be like, I'll be honest with you. I'm expecting that answer to be answered or the, that question to be answered. At I this would, point, I would hope so. I need it to be answered because it, it's it's kind of unfair. Unfair. Look at me. <laughs> White privilege boy asking <laughs> for my questions to be answered. But like, it's it, I, it's I, at this point, it it's a necessity to understand and for them to flesh out this whole idea because like baby yoda this is connected completely to the mandalorian yeah yeah for I, sure. I see it, i see it being easily explained in that regard that you know this is the mandalore system we govern and rule our own piss off unless you want a war and leave us alone let us govern our own but like touching back on what kyle said about like what are they doing at this lab on navarro like I'm right there with you, Carlos. Like first thing I see when I see this tube of this mutated creature, whatever it was, was I had I got Snoke vibes. Like it really, to me, it can only really mean two things. You either got Gideon looking to build some kind of like super soldier army, and we kind of get that idea toward the end, or he's somehow pulling the strings for Palpatine. Still, like somehow knows this was a contingency plan that Palpatine had in place. And this had to be done in order for him to finally resurrect. So it could have to do with both him and Snoke at the same time. But they're obviously, like you said, Carlos, gathering uh, Metachlorians and using them somehow. They don't understand the science behind it 
but uh, it's it's definitely uh, it's no, they understand the science. Yeah, they think, just didn't get enough of a sample. Like not well, enough of a sample, no, and and the it's the volunteers that keep failing. They keep rejecting the the sample. Exactly. Yeah. So the science behind it's not fully there yet, but they need I, more sample to be keep experimenting to nail the project. But one thing that's interesting too about this too is that from the Mando's perspective, he's under the impression we finally learned that Gideon's dead, but which is not the case. So now he's like, damn. Uh oh. Like Gideon's back, like that's not good. Yeah, so he knows. He knows that he's not still not safe from Gideon. Exactly. Like he knows that the guy means business. Like I'm pretty sure he he understands that Gideon's like a, a Thrawn type character. Can I can I can I just say that on a scale of one to ten, like how afraid are you of baby Yoda actually leaning towards the dark side? Oh, it's like, ah, I was just going to say that too, man. Like, that is a really scary thought. And you could see it happening too. Like, when he's like choking out Cara Dune, for example, when they were arm wrestling. Well, he has no teacher, like he's, right? He's 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 this exactly. force-powered thing with no teacher. And everybody's got dark impulses. And it takes his base nature, right? Like, try to protect my guy. Like, I'll do anything to protect my guy. Everybody gets mad. Everybody has these moments where they just lash out and he's done it before. He'll do it again. I'm sure Baby Yoda at some point in this season is going to lash out at somebody on either side. I, we just don't know. It, it, he might lash out at Mando for all we know. Like, it, it, who knows? How this, yeah. I, at some point. Or if it's all like old Yeller at the end too, like those, those last episodes where he's telling him to, to get lost. Go on, get. Kicks him. Get Baby Yoda. <laughs> Go on your people, but yeah, no. That, that I don't love you no more. That that fear. I mean, I, I wouldn't call it a fear, but it's it's there. The thought is there that Baby Yoda could could pull some stunt that is very much a dark side thing. That just, oh boy, <laughs> that would hurt. I, That's what I'm saying too. I don't think they could do that to us. Like the show is always a show about hope, and I keep thinking about it in the sense that. You know, it plays right into the end of uh, or the beginning of Christmas, kind of when the show ends. They can't leave us on a low note like that, right? They can't just leave can. us on a. They can do whatever they want. They could do whatever we want, and guess what? We're going to be there next October. Yep. And and what I'm, with, what I'm with, saying is, do you think bells on? Yep. Do you think in at the? Do you think the season's going to end on a high note or a positive note? Though you know what I mean. Like, is it going to be a high note or a positive note? Like, uh, a low note or a positive <laughs> note? You know what I mean. Like, is it going to be well, him look, giving him the necklace kind of deal, like something sentimental like that, or is it going to be like, oh no, Baby Yoda's gone, he's in big trouble. Enjoy your holiday season. Look, last step, last season ended with them getting away, uh, but there was that Moff Gideon still alive. That's how it ended. So, no, and so that, I get was, it. Was it a high note or no, a low note, or was it just like, ooh, this is not over? So they flip it yes. this year. It's it's the the Empire makes off with Baby Yoda, but there's the the flippity flip is like the the tiny little stinger at the end is Mando. He's got he's he's you know he he pulls a, a, a I don't know an ace up his sleeve and okay I'm I'm going to get him back. But the Empire you're still going to go ten months with the Empire in possession of Baby Yoda. That's where I think it's where it's going to go. No. Can we uh, question? I'm throwing an audible to you now. You, you could you can actually like edit this out if you want. Can we hit Rick's saber dart question? 
we gonna go right to Rick Saberdart? Hmm. Yeah, because it, it, it kind of the the it, it kind of uh, you know what? Not even Rick's not not Rick Saberdart, but Jeffrey Fishback Saberdart. Really? Yeah. All right. Why not? Because I, I have to I, ha- I have to I have to say my piece on this, and I know you're not gonna be happy with me, Corey, but. <laughs> It's okay. I got Corey's, go we'll, we'll, Corey's gonna we'll go last. Corey's going last because yeah. we know he's got a list of about fourteen people. Yeah, and mine is on his list. So, like, what the hell? Read the question. Let's read let's, the question. Let's detour out. We'll come back to the Mando. Let's detour over to a saber dart. This one from Jeffrey, our good pal. Thanks, thanks for writing in. As always, the saber dart thing has taken off a little bit. We got a few this week. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, Jeff, Mister Blue Milk Cafe. Uh, says, been a while for my friends. Got caught up on my Tumbling Saber episodes this week, and I got a question for you guys. If there was one character from any animated Star Wars, including Lego, that hasn't been brought to live action yet, who would you want to see? Okay, so we need Ezra. Okay, this is... <laughs> <laughs> this, this is why I needed this question to be asked. Because... because <laughs> Sorry, Corey. Like... Uh, we definitely need, I think it's inevitable. It's inevitable that we need to have this kid, or he's he's a man now, he's he's Luke's age. Like we need Ezra in it, I and I believe we need it in this story. I, I didn't think I, I was gonna say this ever. Okay, like I watched the first first season, watched the first few episodes. We get to this point now. We need Ezra. Uh, it, it's kind of weird to me that, like, I, I would have this, I would have this feeling, but it, <laughs> I, I don't know what. You mean you need Ezra in the Ma- Mandalorian? We need Ezra in this time in this time period. We need him in this time period because we know that Ahsoka is not around by the time Episode Nine comes around. We don't hear Ezra's voice there, so he's still around, right? I, Hopefully, potentially, yeah. I, I would, I would assume. Okay, so this is an assumption. At this point, with all the remnants of the Empire still around, with Moff Gideon being as bad as Tarkin, Ahsoka can't do this alone. The Mando has a little band of Mandalorians who are kind of helping him if they if 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 he can help them. We need more good guys on our side right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what Ahsoka can do by herself. We don't even I, know I really, if she wants to do it. That's another good question. I think she does because she can she communicates with Ray at the end of episode nine. And so she's embracing the Jedi. I think she embraces the Jedi, right? Can, can we just say this? We don't know how she does it or how she gets to that point. But at, by episode nine, get, yeah. At the at the end of her journey, she embraces being a Jedi, right? Or at least embraces what Rey's doing. Sure, but how how could she communicate with Rey if she if she doesn't embrace those teachings? No, I think you're right. And, and I think, you know, just looking strictly at what we know about Star Wars and how Force Ghosts come to be and communicate that way, she's probably made her peace and has, has gone back to being a Jedi by, by Rise of Skywalker. Thank you very much. So I, I, I want to I know 
how she how she gets to that point, and I need to know where Ezra is in this time period. So if 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 I have and, and I believe that it, it might be, but I always thought that we were going to get another animated episode, uh, an uh, animated series, with the whole Ezra and Thrawn thing. But I have a feeling we're going to get it in this. In Mando. In Mando. I, I kind of disagree with you, the, man. This is not going to be the four season thing we were talking about last year. This might go on for five, six, seven seasons. And I, uh, uh, Moff Gideon hooks up with Thrawn somehow. And we come to this this ultimate battle where these issues are resolved, where we don't have unanswered questions by the time episode seven comes around. What do you guys think? I don't, I don't know about the Ezra thing. I think Ahsoka is going to be a big, big enough pill for fandom to swallow. And they want us to digest it properly, too. I don't think they want to give us too much on the same plate at the same time. They can maybe allude to it if Ahsoka gets her own spinoff show, which has kind of been, again, alluded to. That show can possibly play in more in that area. But I like what you're saying. Like This is a question that kind of plays into yours and Jeff's. And I was kind of thinking this. Why is it that Bo-Katan suggests Ahsoka Tano for the baby? You know, we see Tatooine's on the Outer Rim. They know what happened with the second Death Star. I think at this point it's fair to assume that luke's legend has somewhat spread throughout the galaxy of there being a new jedi knight why ahsoka why not say hey well, she has another a guy named luke. relationship yeah she, she has a personal yeah. relationship with ahsoka but i think what it more also implies is the outer rim factor right like luke's more a central character toward the central planets ahsoka's out here in the outskirts where you know where things are a little more murky and stuff, you know, like she's not necessarily a Jedi per se, but she knows of the force and she can help you better. Like, I don't know. It's just funny. I, I find in that sense, why th- that she says her as opposed to Luke, but so my question way, to you nerds is this, do you know where Corvus is? Is it in the outer rim? <laughs> no, I don't know. Does anybody know where this is? Marie, Rick, anybody, any of you, I think Rick put a, a map in the Tumbling Saber group, and it's there is sort of a Corvus moon of Corvus or something in Legends. Yeah, forest moon. Yeah, but uh, it's, I think the connection to canon is is tenuous at best. But who knows? Well, they just canonized it. So um, yeah, it, it, either way, I mean, it's it's really really interesting, and and I just see the scope of this thing, which is great in a way because. At this point, Luke is gathering his bearings and he's barely teaching Leia, right? At the, at this at this time period, like I, he's not in the just for men Luke era where he has his temple. At this point, he already would have given up on training Leia because Leia he gave up on training Leia, or Leia gave up on being trained, um, before she or as she was just pregnant with Ben, and she yeah, had that vision ben was the of. Baby. She, she had the vision of of you know Ben's death or or her death at the end of her Jedi. I can't remember what the thing from Rise of Skywalker is. The death of her son at the end of her Jedi. Jedi. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Something like that. And that is she. Ben's not born yet. 
Uh, are you sure about that? Or is he born and he's a baby and she she that's how she she has that connection to Ben's future? Is is Ben inside her or is Ben a baby? Either way, this is th- this Mando is past that. Is it? Okay. But it's it's a matter of is it past it by three years or past it by one year? But we're, either we're either way, that. Luke, I, we can assume that Luke's temple is is still a glint in his eye, right? Like it, it's still a couple of years away. Yeah, Luke is probably off chasing secrets of the Force, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Lor Santeca, yeah, roaming around with 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 Lando, right? Yep. All that stuff. Ochi ship. And there's, a, there's a ton. There's a ton of stuff happening there. And the the, the real reason, I think, from a practical, real world standpoint, is that, you know, Ahsoka will assume these responsibilities for for taking on a baby Yoda, or projected to take on these responsibilities, because Luke is off limits. Nobody touches Luke Skywalker right now. I don't, I don't know when they get back to Luke's story, but beyond if, a, a vague reference to him, yeah, that's it. A mention would be nice, at least. And maybe maybe Ahsoka, when we come into her, whether it's next week or the week after, she might say, I don't know who sent you to me. I don't want any part of this. I'm not a Jedi. I don't train. Go away. That little green thing creeps me out. He reminds me of an old Jedi master who just completely gutted me. I don't want, I don't want to see this. Go. See, you know what I feel like? I was just mentioning earlier in the show when we saw in the last episode, chapter 11, where it was all like, I need a Mando. And they all come in and save him. I think Din's going to be in another situation like that in the next week's episode, just because they got the tracking beaking on him now. And it could be again, like, I don't see him necessarily being like, hey, are you Ahsoka Tano? I could see being like, oh, no, it's like, I need a Jedi. You know, and she's going to be like, come out of nowhere, you know? You have the shittiest sound effects. Either way, that was pretty <laughs> funny. Back off. But anyway, to, Carlos, to your point, like the apparently the animated Rebel sequel series is still definitely happening. And that is for sure going to encompass Ezra's story. It, I think it's supposed to focus really? on Sabine and Ahsoka, but it's about their search for Ezra. So that's... Well, to, to, to answer just question, my, my 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 answer is I I I need to see Ezra in live action. That that's that's my that's my pull. Corey, what are your uh, twelve out of thirteen choices <laughs> that don't include Ezra? Well, Ezra was there, but I'd be satisfied again, like Kyle was saying, with an animated version of the follow up on that story. Live action. The answer. The question was live action. Who do you want to so see from animation? You asked me about Ezra, though. Jesus. No. I said yeah. other than Ezra. If you would have listened, other than Ezra, who do you want to take from animation and bring to live action? You know, Ahsoka got spoken for, which we know for the most part. Rex still kind of a question mark. He would be really Remember big Rex, up there. Rex was in uh, was in live action before he was in animation. Yeah, I guess. What you're talking about, Return of the Jedi? No, he, wasn't he in Attack of the Clones? I don't think so. Before we knew him as Rex, I mean, he might be that clone over there might be Rex, but he wasn't identified as such. It, or, or in Co- Cody's the, the only one we really see. In yeah, in, in uh, Revenge of the Sith, right? Yeah, yeah. and at that point, Rex is with Ahsoka. Okay, fine. Okay, I'll give you Rex. Anyway, I, w- I would say any of the Ghost Crew to be honest, like Ezra, right up there at the top of the list. But we've seen Zeb or uh, Chopper. 
Hera. We heard, we heard I, Hera's name. That's it. So that's kind of like a bit of a scratch off the list. But Sabine, Zeb, Kanan, that would be super sick. Well, and then just quick mentions. I mean, an inquisitor, inquisitor on screen would be pretty cool. Savage Opress would be pretty damn sick on screen, live action. And one of the Night Sister sisters, or even like Mother Talzin. Like which, I think, but out of these people, who's alive? Isn't Savage yeah. Press dead? <laughs> They're all dead. Well, he's he's not saying to bring them into the Mandalorian. The question is just any live action and future projects, right? Who would you okay, want to see so in a live okay action going... project? Okay, fine. Okay, that's good. I for, yeah, for me, I avoided people that we've seen die on screen. Like I, I've said this before. Like I, I, I'm not super interested in backtracking on people that we know their endpoint. Like I don't care that much. I'll watch it, of course, but I'd, I'd rather explore somebody going forward. The and the, I, the only place I backtrack a little bit is someone like Ray Sloan, who by Rise of Skywalker is most likely dead, but there's a huge gap there, and she was instrumental in uh, preserving the Empire, and and. I assume helping to build the first order, and she's she's been everywhere except live action. Actually, I don't I don't, really, I don't know. She's not been in animated either, but she's been in comics, uh, novels, uh, video games. I mean, she she's right there. I mean, she's knocking at the door. At some point, she should make an appearance. She might make an appearance in the Mandalorian at some point. She should have been uh, Resistance, but I think she's dead by that point. I'm pretty sure she's she's long gone by that point. You, what? Are you, this is crazy too. Like just off topic, off the rails a bit here. Man, did Obi Wan age horribly? Yeah. God well, damn! Look at Bo Katan, man. She is killing it compared to him. Welcome back to like 2005 commentary. Look at uh, Uncle Owen and I know. Aunt Beru. Like, but this really, really bangs the point home, man. You know, the worst example is Aunt Beru. And Uncle Owen. Yeah. They look fresh-faced and so young and vibrant in, at the end of Revenge of the Sith. 19 years later, they're yeah, decrepit. Terrible. Yeah, it gives you a whole new meaning for the, the sands of time on Tatooine. Oh, good oh, Owen, oh, But but Owen, Owen aged worse than Baru, and that's hard to say looking at Baru. Like, <laughs> like, he really, if you look at like the actors, it's like... Oh boy! Yeah, they, yeah, time was not kind to either of them, and it's not that long. Nineteen years is yeah. a is a fair chunk of time, but it's 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 not an eternity. Anyway, and it's, it's one of those things you barely question, though, because the story it's like you want to see those older folks like looking after him or whatever. You know what I mean? I get it. Just Star Wars does that, and it's kind of frustrating where the character age and the actor age sometimes never lines up, and you're like, I I I don't get it. Do I just have I was to under blame? a lot of pressure. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I would love to see. Obviously, I'd love to see Cad Bane. That's that's a, that's a no brainer for me. Make that that. It's, it's got to happen between between this show about a bounty hunter and the Kenobi show, uh, and like Han Solo's stuff that's still coming. There is place for a Cad Bane. Yeah, definitely. Embo as well. While we're at it. Yeah, I was gonna say like a lot of bounty hunters. We got really mention of cool Asajj Ventress, but yeah, Asajj supposedly be cool. Beckus killed her. No, that was um, Ora Singh. Yeah, that's it. Sorry, uh, Fen Rao. He would be cool considering where we are right now. Yeah, and it's a perfect fit. Like, yes. um, what's was... his name? Kid. What's his name? 
his full name. And either way, he, he he's on uh, Grey's Anatomy. Don't the watch actor. it. Don't know. But he would be. I mean, considering where we are with Mandalorians, Fenrau would be perfect. And he knows Sabine. It's and Sabine is maybe rumored to be in in the Mandalorian. It's yeah, not. He impossible looks like his character as well. Like you, that's something you could definitely pull off. Yeah, for sure. And and sting with Mandalorians. I'd love to see eventually, Tar Vizsla, the mm. uh, the first Jedi Mandalorian, the first guy to have the dark saber. Don't in need to flashback? explain why. No, yeah, it's that's true. Anytime. He was in that flashback in. Uh, was it Rebels? Yeah, it was Rebels. Rebels. And Fe- yeah, Fen yeah, Round so That was so good. He's 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 Dark Saber, Mando, Jedi, all rolled to twenty character. Like that says it all. Give me give me Tar Vizsla. Um, and then I, my my oddball pick, just because I I have a thing for the look of these aliens, uh, Pan- Pantorans. So I would love to see Senator Chuchi, who again has history with Ahsoka, and she's one of the politicians from uh, from the Clone Wars who got a bunch of screen time, and so I. Yeah, I don't know. She was young then. Maybe she's one of those people that could have that could be worked into a future story uh, about helping the New Republic get off the ground. I just, I just more than anything, I just like the look of Pantorans. I think they're cool. Corey, who else is on your list? Anybody that you haven't mentioned yet? Corey, take, yeah. <laughs> did Corey just disappear again? He's like, he's like the Pokeroo. He is the poker room. <laughs> is any, anybody else on your list, Carlos? I know I was. Um, I'm, I put all my chips behind Ezra. Like I, I we def. I, I feel like it might be the fact that there's a part of me that's like, you know, the, all the High Republic stuff, and we we keep coming back to the same thing over and over, and that whole the whole time, the whole time frame thing where it's way too close to. Um, to the the prequel trilogy and and all that stuff i'm i'm getting more and more behind this whole knights of the old republic thing like i really want to get to that point and um i i think the whole teasing us with the ryan johnson thing like is it happening is it not happening um what what's the story gonna be and and all this stuff like it's it's making me hungry for 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 a lot of these uh, a lot of these stories and i'm kind of happy to turn away from uh the skywalker saga oh, um yeah please uh, oh, uh, man. as a whole but but seeing as how the mandalorian's like kind of smack in the middle of it it's it, it's hard for me to to, to... yeah well, I think it's, it's, it's hard like, for everybody right it's that classic thing like just, uh, just when i just when i thought i was out they pull me back in Correct. And yeah, the Mandalorian we thought was going to be its own little thing. Then we got promised First Order Origins. Oh, okay, Christ, here we go. They can right now. I feel like they can feed me Mando stories forever. I, I love it so much. But I completely agree with you. I can't wait to be done with this era completely. And that'll probably be never. But I I just can't wait for that next saga, the cinematic saga that is set somewhere else. I don't yeah. care where in the past, in the future, just go <laughs> do it. I don't know what yeah. they're waiting well, for. But, 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 cons- but considering the fact that they're like, um, we, we know that they're, they're giving us, uh, uh, uh the, the, the high Republic and it's, it's kind of close 
to to where we, I mean, two hundred years is not really close, but in in the, the the scope of Yoda still being around, it kind of is. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so so it ties that it, it ties that together. Um, you know, other than Yoda, I mean, I'd be I'd be completely fine with with this with this whole era. Um, but I do want uh, a, a Kotor. Like I think I think fans. You know what? A lot of the shippers are are the ones who who want it, and this would probably make them happy, and that doesn't make me happy. But but at the same time, it's like we need to understand a little bit more the lore of of uh, and and the let's say the pillars of of what this whole galaxy is built on, and I I kind of want to go that far back, like I I really do, and. You know, I, I used to drag a lot on the um, Dungeons and Dragons guys, like being involved, <laughs> <laughs> being involved in, in Star Wars, and like like them kind of leaving unceremoniously was was a little bit of um. I kind of liked liked the fact that that happened, but th- th- there's also like a little bit of regret and not knowing exactly what the story they wanted to tell. Um. Uh, and I'm sure they're proprietors of of their story, but obviously it's in the confines of Star Wars, so it it, it doesn't belong to them. Uh, and and the, the people at Lucasfilm could could do what they want with what, whatever treatments. So, um, I don't know. It, it's there, there's been a lot of you know, and, and it's the re- I think the reception after the Last Jedi kind of like put put up this. Uh, am I on this side of the line or that side of the line? And and everybody had to pick a side, and it, it goes with with fandom, and it goes with politics, and it goes with everything that we're going through right now. You you got to be on one side or the other, and I don't like it. Like I'm I'm I like being in the gray, and um, you know what? If if the shippers are happy because they open up Kotor, guess what? If if makes me happy, that's all I really care about, and. Um, th- those are the stories that I want. I want. I want to know more about Revan and Bane and and um, the, all the precursors and uh, to, to to Plagueis and all these all these stories that are in myths and legends right now that are gonna probably become the backbone and the basis for everything that's that's standing right now. And I like what you said, man. Like. Going going back in time has been been something that I've been banging on for a long time, and I, I really want to see old old school Jedi and like old school even like a a war with Mandalore. That was a thing, man, and they keep mentioning it. Seeing that on screen would be absolutely ridiculous. Well, that's been my, that's been my thing forever now. <laughs> I'm a I, I am a annoying broken record about the Jedi Mandalorian war. I feel like yeah. that is what all of this is building to. At some point, a reveal of. This is the next. That's saga. worthy of being on screen, man. Absolutely, but and and to Carlos's point, so is so is uh, that era of Knights of the Old Republic. My my only issue is the people that love it so much would only accept a straight adaptation, and if that's the case, and it's like, well, we no. have the stories, we have them. Like, let's not waste our time on stories that already exist. Just just take the that aren't the, canon. <laughs> but or, but just. 
take the, the the legends banner off those books and just put them back in canon like they exist i don't want to waste time on something that already exists if you want to take those characters and canonize them but give them all new stories fine do it but also we're gonna gag all of those fans who are gonna piss fire for for years because oh, they ruined it Think about it, man. Like we we had this conversation not too long ago, maybe a couple months ago. But I, w- I was saying they can do the same thing, but like using the example of Thrawn, they plucked him out of Legends and placed him in Rebels, and it really worked for me. You know, like it definitely took away from the storyline of his canonical is for the most part. Like, but you know, I really liked it, and it worked. It didn't. I didn't hear that much uproar about it and he was a really central player too he's yeah i mean they, they but he's still at his core the same guy so i guess that was enough and it's all bef- like thrawn is the thrawn of the timothy zahn era you know the early 90s that was all post return of the jedi all the thrawn that we have now is pre basically pre new hope but we know he's lost in space yeah, for sure. And I think that's why people haven't kicked and screamed so much is because they haven't officially trampled over his old story. I guess, I mean, with other stories they have, but the throne that that was, you know, of that era hasn't really been trampled on yet. Anyway, uh, Jeff, thank you for that saber dart, my friend. Great hearing from you once again. And uh, let us know who you want to see brought into live action. Yeah, that's what I thought he was going to give us the answer. Well, now he now he has a chance to do just that, or maybe he can maybe he'll talk about it on his his own episode. Uh, let's just go back to the Mandalorian. Yes. Um. So we're we're talking about those those floaty guys in the tubes, and they they're giving off Snoke vibes, but they're you know Palpatine vibes too. Yeah, maybe some Palpatine vibes, but like that big bulbous head with the giant head wound in it, like that was screaming. Screaming Snoke to me, but it's, I I don't know. Like it's it can't be that easy. Then again, and we're looking. It at- seemed like almost like revival of, you know, like taking something that was dead, like a Frankenstein kind of deal. Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm looking at those those uh, scientists with the Camino cloner patch on it. So this is obviously something to do with cloning. That, but then again, Doctor Pershing is, is talking about volunteers. Like, who volunteers for this? Like, I, I don't know. Who knows what the Empire tells them? Would you like extraordinary abilities? I, I don't know, but we're seeing cloners working on something with volunteers, and it, it, I, it, we haven't been given enough info yet to really make the determination. But he failed to make the quotation marks. Something. We just don't know yet. We don't have enough info. Oh, imagine this. Because imagine... So the the war ends. Empire is born. Palpatine starts to decommission the clones. Imagine the, the final order for the clones was to go back to Kamino and wipe out the Kaminoans. Which is why now we see, like, human scientists with... with uh, uh, Camino clone patches on their on their uniforms. First, they wipe out or, the Jedi. Or Yoda, Yoda and Obi Wan failed to update the archives. Oh boy. Well, they they the clones know where they're from. 
But imagine, like, first the clones are ordered to wipe out the Jedi, and then, before they're decommissioned themselves, go back to your home and wipe out the people that made you and, and we're moving in. Ugh. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, like, it's it's hard to think. It's hard not to think, actually, that what's going on here is not somehow directly connected to Rise of Skywalker and, and the Sith Eternal and all the stuff on Exegol. And, and they've told us... And possibly even the, 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 the original trilogy, like... I've I've thought about this myself. Like, what if Baby Yoda is actually a clone of Yoda, and it's all part of Palpatine's plan? You know, he's like, I got some of that DNA and these long fingernails. Who knows? I mean, it from that from where we are. If you go, if if you Baby Yoda being fifty, if you divide that by two, that's twenty five years, which is about how long it's been since. Revenge of the Sith. Exactly. So if a clone grows twice as fast, (laughs) maybe it is a Yoda clone. Maybe it is. Who knows? Um, Yeah, so anyway, obviously uh, they've requested permission to go after Baby Yoda again, so that's what they're going to do. And um, we we cut to to Moff Gideon, who says, yeah, we're going to be ready this time. And you see those troopy-looking things, everybody freaking out, thinking it's dark troopers. And that's bloody terrifying if that's what they are. We'll find out next week. And let's be honest. Would you say Dark Troopers? Yeah. From the old uh, Dark Empire game? Or, yeah. Is it, yeah. Not the 94 game. So what they're like partially... Well, you'd almost, you almost figure with what they're dabbling in that these guys are special. They definitely have some kind of super serum that has to do with the Force from what I gather. Well, they're also... like those... they, they, they got something right in that regard they were but they're in, a limited batch they were in rebels too that episode with uh the kyber crystal no that was no. death troopers yeah i think they were on that prison ship hondo was in that 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 episode yeah there's those really creepy giant droids hmm. and they're like they're they're super tough they're evil they're brutal Oh, oh, uh, in the the cargo there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So that could be what we're looking at there. And that's, again, that's terrifying. But it makes sense. Like, if if Mando, his group of friends is kind of growing. And it's, it's you know, it's Bo-Katan and some, and some badass Mandalorians. And Ahsoka might s- slip into the mix here. You're going to need, like, storm, Stormtroopers are no longer viable cannon fodder. So you need something tougher. Pretty good aim this episode, though. <laughs> A little better. A little better. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, anything else on this episode? Okay, so we talked well, a I little think... bit about Mandal- uh, Medichlorians. We talked about um, uh, the, the tubes. What else is, uh, what it, else like... is going on? How fast are our Grief Karga's guys? And is, is that, that, that Imperial spy working with Grief Karga or behind his back? Like, that's that's something that... No, it's that would be a good twist, like, like what you said there. Because the first thing, like, I didn't even consider that he's still working for Karga, you know? Like, right away, I was like, damn it. Like, now the trap is laid for the next episode. I was like, oh, like, can he ever get a break? So I, I had no indication there that it was something positive. <laughs> Definitely. The uh, uh, misfortune in the cards. Hopefully, again, like, Ahsoka's going to have to bail him out, I think. I think that's what it's going to come down to. Yeah, I think we're gonna see Ahsoka take out a bunch of these dark troopers at, at some point. Probably not next week, but 
the week after. I, I feel like Ahsoka is going to be in the back half of of episode five, and it's going to be a lot of talky talky. Because you don't need you don't need Dave Filoni to direct action with Ahsoka. You need her. You need him to write her, and establish her character. You can get anybody to do the fight stuff. So I feel like that will the, some of the action with Ahsoka will come mostly after in episode or chapter fourteen, maybe. Cool. And it's true. He doesn't know what she looks like either. No, no, he doesn't. Um, so the way, which is Mando, a good thing too. It's not like she even said Tergruda, you know, maybe he looks her up. Like, maybe he just goes on the, on the internet on the razor crest on the way over and just Googles her. Oh, that's what I'm looking for. Got it. She could be wanted by the area. Right. So, so the way that, um, the Mando leaves Navarro, he's left grief and cargo behind again. Very much left. To, like, I don't know that we'll ever see those two again. There's unless it's another. Let's go back to Navarro. I need more help. Like it's very much done in a way that. Ah, see you guys. They're both happy there. I'll see you when it's all over. When it's all said and done. But there was that that scene with um, Carson Tiva, Captain Carson Tiva, the, the Kim's convenience guy. He he offers. Uh, Cara Dune, a job back with the Republic. And, you know, with talk of, of Cara Dune maybe getting her own spinoff, was that a seed planted for that? Interesting thought there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we talked about Ahsoka, right? Like, we're all obviously stoked for, uh, stoked for Ahsoka coming back, but <clears throat> again, like, I, my mind is, is it going to be the thing we expect it to be? Like, when we met Luke in The Last Jedi... A lot of us were kind of shocked at Luke's disposition. And I wonder if Mando will do something along the same lines. Like, what if, again, like I said before, what if she's repulsed by Baby Yoda and Mando and just she wants no part of it? I don't know. That's <laughs> not where she's at in her life, man. Definitely. She, she's already know. been through. Well, we kind of know where we last saw her in Rebels, right? And this, this is and around was... that time. This is at the end. This is after Return of the Jedi. The last we truly, well, we see her in the epilogue to Rebels, and she seems quite Gandalfish, Gandalf the White. And even pre that, she had a firm grip on, on reality, like the true reality and nature of the galaxy. Like she was on top game, to say the least, and being. Uh, possibly the the key bearer to world between worlds when we last leave her in rebels. Incredible. The so potential. You're kind knowledge. of making my point for me. It's maybe she's beyond all this. She's like, I don't need your, sh- your, your, your BS here. Go away. I'm working on other stuff. I don't need this. No, when you see the significance of a baby Yoda and what that could mean, the potential danger to the galaxy, like, to know, I don't know, maybe there's something she knows that we don't know. But the audience, uh, Yaddle really throws a monkey wrench in the whole thing. <laughs> Yaddle, poor You know Yaddle. what I mean? Are they rare? Are they not rare? Like, I don't know. But it seems like they're rare. They should have just done away with Yaddle. She, yeah, Yaddle should never have been. Oh, that's so sad to say. Jeez. Yeah. Any, anyway, it's... Yoda and Yaddle got together and they made Yodel. I... <laughs> I will not be I will not be surprised one bit if the Ahsoka we meet in Mandalorian is not the Ahsoka that we thought we'd get. I won't be sh- shocked 
What, she's going to pitch the lightsaber? She's going to use it at some point. She's going to come around. Just like Luke came around, oh, she like, will come I'm around. talking about like Luke, the last Jedi kind of deal? Oh, well, I mean, that would be all sort of the the tone of that scene where she's just like, nope, beat it. It, it could be I, that. I hope it's not, it doesn't go down that way. I can't see that being the case for Ahsoka either. But maybe she won't be so rude about it, but maybe she'd be like, listen, I respect what you're doing. I'm not, I can't help you. I'm not a Jedi. I don't know what Bo-Katan told you. She's got a big mouth even telling you I was here. I can't help you. I'm working on other things. Uh, I know a guy. He's got set up an academy. Go find him. Maybe there's your Luke mention. Maybe. I, I, I don't see it going down that road, to be honest, at all. But I, I, the fact that... Just the fact that Bo-Katan knows where Ahsoka is, I think speaks volumes again for the Mandalorian. I think wherever Ahsoka is, she feels she's not... Like, her presence is unknown. You know what I mean? Like, to know that someone has actually... No, has that information and is not relaying it to some other party is, I don't know, can maybe build some a rapport between the two. Yeah, like the Mandalorians told me you were here. That's cool, right? Really? We shall see. I I don't know. It, what, what, however it pans out, if, if Ahsoka is like gung-ho, all right, I'm ready to help you. I won't be shocked. If she says beat it, I won't be shocked. I'm I'm firmly on the fence, and I'm just I'm waiting with open arms to see where this goes. Um, I think she's going to be really positive, man. It's got to be a positive thing. Come on. Look, the uh, for Ahsoka, me, man. I've I've never written a, a, a Star Wars story, but if somebody comes to me with a kid and I'm a Jedi, my first reaction is, I can't help you. Like, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to help you? Look! Look how Kanan reacted to Ezra. Can't help you, kid. I'm not he the guy you're looking Jedi. for. He was, a, he was 13 years old when the whole thing went down. Okay, well, go go back a couple of years. And who among us thought that when Ray found Luke, that he'd be a guy who takes takes the lightsaber and throws it away? Nobody thought that. Nobody thought that. And then it happened. And of course, some people liked it. Some people hated it. It's If they did it to Luke, they can do it to Ahsoka. I mean, we should have learned this None lesson this by point, now. Man. Of course not by this point. It's entirely possible. Luke traveled the same path. And here he is, like, saying, I'm That's not it's helping been done, you. And it wasn't received all that well. So anyway, I'll, I'll give you that it could be done. Right. 99.9% it won't be when it comes to Ahsoka. Doing it in a way that, like, worrying about is it going to be received well is zero consideration to should we do this or not. Zero. No, but I think it being Filoni's, Filoni's character, I think he might take more care with it. He might. Than, he very well. Yeah, for sure. I don't think anyone wants that for Ahsoka. Him, but he also us. he's he also very much likes what what uh, Ryan Johnson did with Luke. Like he likes that movie. I don't know if he's ever explicitly said it, but he digs that movie. I don't know. I, I I I just won't be surprised. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not putting my chips there. I'm just saying it could happen. It's an, it's an option for us to consider in our minds. And if it happens on screen, to not flip the table and go, I can't believe you did that, because it could happen. It's happened before. 
anyway, I uh, can't wait. I can't wait for for chapter 13 next week. Whew. Oh, man. So my prediction was that we'd see like Ahsoka or just the form of Ahsoka in a robe at the end of this episode. Yeah. But they already they dropped the Ahsoka hint in the previous episode before Filoni's uh, 5S2, right? So it's like, yeah um we we got the hint of ahsoka way before uh the end of this episode and um i have a feeling we won't see her in the next one that that again wouldn't shock me i actually you know, i'd be very surprised if, if you know feloni's getting one crack at it this season it's this has got to be where they bring in ahsoka you would think my god they might not who knows but i'm looking forward but, to it either but, way but I can also say they're subverting a lot of our expectations in the sense that they're coming right out with stuff. Yeah. Like I, I'm expecting to be surprised. Like they're yeah. going to catch. I'm going to be, I'm going to try and be guarded going into the episode and just waiting to be caught off guard and they'll still catch me off guard. For sure. Yeah. For which sure. is, which is exciting as hell. I can't wait. Yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah. Right. Like that's, that's yeah, what you definitely. want from. That's what you want from from Star Wars. You want to be like, <gasps> oh my god! And then Star you want to, Wars, but you... like, all your entertainment, man. Like, you don't want it to be like, well, that's exactly as I expected it. Yeah. Oh, wow, that sure. totally didn't it's, happen it's, the it's way. It's kind of like what uh, what Kevin Smith was saying about um, Episode Nine: is you know, let the magician trick me, let it, let him take me on a ride, and that's. That's kind of what I'm looking at here. I I don't want to get this right. I want to be surprised. I want to be thrilled with what they're doing. Anyway, onwards. We're going into some more saber darts here, guys. Um, so we, we did Jeff's before. We weaved it in. Now we're going over to a saber dart from Wayne Darth Knight or Darth Newman Knight. He says, hey, hey guys, it's been a while. Working at a delivery service during a pandemic is a full-time job, plus some, as I'm sure Carlos can attest to. Uh, mm-hmm. Carlos? Yeah. Yeah. Preach, testify, all that. <laughs> yeah. Send help. <laughs> Amen. Love the pod and what each of you bring to the show each week. Thank you, sir. Uh, I actually liked Corey. Oh, God. I actually liked Corey's thoughts on the supposed <laughs> Boba Fett miniseries and his possible arc in The Mandalorian. I think a redemption arc of Boba Fett will be seen in The Mandalorian and possibly in a miniseries. What if Fett had converted to be a true Mandalorian and when he took off the helmet in front of the Jawas who were scavenging the sail barge wreckage, he couldn't put it back on or betray his code. Another thought is what if he is saved by Tusken Raiders, taken in, and he falls in love with the culture or a female a la Dances of Wolves. That could explain why he has the gaffy stick and why he didn't try and get his armor back. As you guys said, if he wanted his armor back, he could have taken it. A miniseries could follow Fett as he struggles to leave his leave the past behind, to leave his thirst for revenge behind, and become something more. Or I'm completely wrong, he'll show up in Slave 1 in the next episode with his armor to steal the child. Only Favreau and Filoni know. Whatever it is, I'll be there to watch and listen to what you guys think. May the Force be with you. That's from Wayne. Thank you, sir. Man, that's a packed question. There's lots there to break down. But let's start here. I think... Let's start with the question of whether or not Boba Fett needs redemption. Like, I, I don't think he's a villain per se. And sure, he chases our heroes around and 
he catches them, but he's just a guy for hire. Like he'd work for Han Solo if Han Solo paid him enough. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it just so happens that Jabba and the Empire had a common enemy and a common goal in capturing Han Solo. So it was a, a marriage of convenience. Yep. So Boba Fett's not necessarily evil or this tyrannical freak out for power. So I, I don't know that I'd use the word uh, redeemed so much as maybe rehabilitated. I think well, that would be a better approach I, one thing to for re- Boba. Really, one thing to point out is the Boba from the Clone Wars and the, Clone, uh, the Boba from what we see in Empire. Like we don't we the bottom line is like when you see him in the Clone Wars, he's very conflicted, he's very emotional, he's very much a teenager at by the end of it all. But he's also he, he developing his skills more and more. But we just don't know enough about him. Like frankly, we don't even know necessarily that Boba Fett is a Mandalorian. Like we just have no uh background history on this guy. We have not too to gauge ourselves on like i kind of get the the impression that his scruples are a little darker and twisted than what you guys have just said like like yes we see the mandalorian kind of just a bounty bounty and that that's that but you kind of get the impression that boba fett's kind of like he's not necessarily mandalorian to me anymore when you see him in the empire strikes back but again this is all assumptions we don't know enough about him and that's the great thing about this for Lucasfilm and Disney. Like I was talking about it a couple weeks ago. Like there's no history. It's a blank slate. The character itself is a moneymaker. Introducing him now means more for the future to me personally. Like they can't cram his story into this story. No. So no. It, it, it there's so much like what um what were we saying saying about the creed i don't even know if this guy has a creed again is he is he really a mandalorian so like when you look at the first part of wayne's question with the, the jawas i kind of don't necessarily uh relate to that one as much as i do with the tuscan raiders i really like what he said there with the dances wolves things kind of being taken under the wing of these savages. We, we see the Mandalorian has a good rapport with these guys, you know, like why not Boba Fett as well? He seems to be a survivor, a smart guy, kind of like a Batman of the universe or the galaxy, right? Like he would probably know languages and just know how to get, a, get around. So I could see that being a lot more plausible and actually like it a lot more. Because, like we all said again, like if he wanted his armor, he can have it. But again, the character itself is a blank slate. Uh, we don't know anything about him, so they can re- explore some interesting stuff here without ex- upsetting fandom too much. I'm basically what all we know about him is either through his dad, or just that little bit in the Clone Wars where he's he's basically just a revenge machine. That's all he's out Correct for. I, and, and I think you would, you might know this, Kyle, at one point. Like, doesn't someone say in either the Clone Wars or I don't think it was one of the films, but someone says to him straight up, like, like you're not a Mandalorian or something like that. You know what I mean? It could be even um, Aura Singh telling him or someone telling him part of his crew at one point. 
but I, I almost remember someone telling him that, like the, planting that seed of doubt in fandom being like, is Django Fett really a Mandalorian or did he just like take the armor from someone? You know what I mean? Well, there's the whole thing that but we really don't know. Django, Django's armor is not even Beskar. At least in Legends, it's not. It's it's Durasteel. So Django's running around with like fake Mando armor. Or is it? Maybe it's, it is Beskar and it, it, that's a Legends thing and we don't know. But that's that's a that's that's another fly in the ointment. Um, yeah, if I it mean, wasn't Beskar, the the Mandal would have known. No, you would think that he'd be like, "Dink, dink, what is this junk? Where'd you get this? Is this on Etsy? What is this?" <laughs> like, if if that was the thing, it would be like, "Okay, take this off," but I don't need to repatriate this thing. Like, it's, maybe it's maybe they've erased that. Maybe they've they've flushed that out, and it's it's straight up Beskar no idea to me it wouldn't be beskar like his helmet has a dent in it like it it shouldn't have a dent in it if it was beskar in my opinion but like what do i know well i mean given the the amount of times mando's been shot mando's been shot so many times in this series and yeah it gets all it gets dirtied and nicked up but there's no dents no it's yeah it's it's murky and there's there's some ironing out details to go there um, yeah, I mean, again, with Boba Fett, he was, he's a revenge guy. And if, you know, if, if he's following in his dad's footsteps, he's just a simple man trying to make his way in the universe. So pay me. I'll, it's not that simple. I pay me and I'll, I'll do it for you. I don't feel he needs any type of rehabilitation. His character is his character. When we meet the Mando, he's just trying to make his way through the universe doing a job. Like, but he changes significantly the, like the, the the child is the the symbol of that. like the fact that he goes back for the child like he's changing his ways man yeah so so he he's been put at a test right maybe boba fett's test was the rancor the the the, the sarlacc pit like not everybody gets the opportunity to change and i like the whole you know we had talked in the previous episode about um, how, you know, uh, maybe the, the Jawas saved him, but I'm leaning way more towards the sand people saving him. Yeah, I like it so much more. It just, um, yeah, it makes a lot more sense. And, um, you know, with the, uh, what's it called? The gaffa, what's it called? Gaffy. The, 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 the gaffy stick. stick. Like, yeah, I, 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 I love that. I love that. And he's embracing the desert. Like, way no. It's either that or like, you can kind of almost spell him out in the sense that even the Tuscan Raiders or the Sand People will not touch him because he's such a badass lone wolf. You know what I mean? That's how you can kind of like, why does he have one of those? Either he was embraced by them or he killed them and was like, he he has their robes too, right? Like, he has a little bit of that. He has a little bit of that look to him, and I like, I I like the fact that they would maybe nurse him back to health. Yeah, paint him in a whole new light. Absolutely, yeah. You know what's kind of funny in that regard? I haven't checked the on them and whatnot, but several times in the Black Series group lately, I've seen more and more people being like, "Does anyone have a Tuscan Trader for a Tuscan Raider for?" Or for sale at a reasonable price. Everybody well, they, wants them more and more now. They've done some like pretty, 
for all these creatures, Jawas and, and Sand People, they were throwaways for 40 plus years. And now suddenly the Tusken Raiders are really cool because they've been humanized a little bit. They've been made to be more than these mindless beasts that they were in Attack of the Clones. Yeah. There, there's a Natives. lot more there. They're, they, Tatooine is their planet. Everybody else is the invader. And like it's Mando's spelled it out that if if you're nice to them, they'll be nice to you. That was never the case before. And it it, it could make a lot of sense for Boba Fett to to know that. And it, geez, and it makes you wonder like, does do Boba Fett and Mando have history together? They both have similar look. They're both bount- feared bounty hunters in the same time in the same galaxy. And they both spent a lot of time on Tatooine. So maybe they know each other. Maybe they've worked together. Maybe they're competitors. And we don't know yet. That's it. I, I figure when, when Boba Fett was operating, you almost get the sense that um, the Mandalorian was just a little bit younger, nipping at his heels, part of like uh, doing more like the crew deals with uh, Bill Burr and Clancy Brown. You know what I mean? They'd be about the same age, Boba Fett and, and Mando. Just going, I mean, again, not always that it's one-to-one, but based off uh, Pedro Pascal's age? Several, several years, yeah, like maybe three to five years, something like that. They're, they're, they're both in their 40s at this point. So, I mean, they're peers. They could be, again, friends or competitors or both. And that's, that's potentially interesting. Like, maybe the reason that like, when, when Boba Fett's looking down at the Mando as he's driving off with his armor, is he going, ah... Man, if it wasn't if it wasn't a Mandalorian, I would attack him now. But it's that guy. I can't go after him yet. Mm. Or ah, yeah, I get bu- that too. That's my buddy. <laughs> cool. I you know I we we we've we've thrown some shade at at Boba Fett on this show. I think it's fair to say. Like, and it's it's you know it comes from the place of he's overhyped. Get out, get him out of here. But I really want them to do this character justice. I just don't want them to show up and just start. If, if they're going to do it, it's like they got to. And, and there's a reason why they're doing it now. Well, sure. It's it's time. It's time. Uh, okay. Did we did we get. To, oh, wait. Could he have converted to full Mandalorian? Um, maybe. I could see him doing research in between somewhere at one point. We don't know what happens between the Clone Wars and Empire, right? Like there's a short uh, time g- with Boba Fett. Yeah, we don't time know. Time between Empire and Jedi. Yeah, we don't know. That's it. It feels like he's been straight so, up bounty hunting the whole time. If I if I had to guess, yeah, that's it. Like, real. I am curious. Like you said, uh, like I want to know what we mentioned a couple weeks ago. He's super stoic and stuff like that. Like he looks the way the Mandalorian acts in a way. Like barely talks. He's no good to me. Dead. You know, like just looking around super like calm cool just a badass just the way he goes out it's really sad <laughs> but maybe he did adapt the way of the mentor. like I, I it's there's so many unanswered questions it just would have been it, well i guess then we'll find out when he adopt he went full mandalore right because if he just if he goes if he's a straight up bounty hunter into Empire Strikes Back through Return of the Jedi, and he's Ooh. he's still just bounty hunter. Like when he gets knocked down to the Sarlacc pit, 
and crawls out and decides to have this this whole change of heart and I got to rethink my life kind of thing. Who would have shown him this is the way at this point? Like, or who would have taught him the way of the Mandalore at that point? And if he wasn't oh, tra- even well, well, prior to that, though, like, let me ask you, the, you this, Kyle, you would probably know this if if there's an answer. But, you know, much like the Jedi, at one point they go and they get their crystals and they build their own lightsabers. I would think it's kind of somewhat similar for the Mandalorians in the sense, when do you get your armor? How do you earn your best car? And the last we see him in the Clone Wars, he does not have his Mannion armor. He's wearing different types of helmets and whatnot. So how does he get that armor is another question that needs to be answered. And why? And what does it mean to him? Well, he takes it from his dad when after his dad's killed. And I, I think he just doesn't wear it because it doesn't fit him. Well, I get the impression that the helmet that he's using is not Django's. Well, in the yeah, in the, that's like what I mean. His like, armor in, is is not his own. In the Clone Wars, for sure. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, I just don't think it would fit a child. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I no, think what, the, what I'm saying is the the armor the Bo- you think the armor that Boba Fett has is Django's old suit. I think so. Okay. I'd be stunned if it wasn't. I mean, it's obviously been painted, but that's no big deal. I don't know. I I always thought that personally Boba Fett works by his own code. But bringing him back into a show called The Mandalorian, uh, when we've got now a Death Watch Mando and we've got uh, Bo-Katan and that side of things, it's hard to think that Boba Fett's just going to come in as this... uh, or Boba Fett's going to come in and just be like, what's Mandalore? I don't know what you're talking about. It feels like he's going to have his own take on the, on the situation. Okay. Um, Wayne, thank you, sir. Great saber dart this week. Awesome. Yeah. All right. One more for this week and we'll wrap it up. It's a quick one here from our good pal, Rick over at jam transmissions. Uh, Rick says, where is Michael Bean? He was announced as a cast member for The Mandalorian back in March. When do you guys think we'll see him and in what capacity? What do you think, Carlos? Well, it was rumored that he'd be, um, he was going to be in the show as a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I'm going to go back to my thought and I definitely see him with like a towel around his head. So maybe he's Dengar. Oh, that would be cool. Maybe, uh, oh, the way that makes sense is Boba Fett sends an email to Dengar going, hey, buddy, remember me? Guess what? I'm alive, and I got a story for you. I need your help. And Towelhead Dengar shows up, and it's Michael you Bean. Think, you think he uses an android, a Blackberry, or a Palm Pilot to send the email? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Boba Fett, I don't know, maybe... He... He's not a Palm Pilot guy. It's it's. Yeah, he, I, I see him like getting really frustrated with the stylus, like not it's not happening. Yeah, he's more interested in using it as a stabby thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I see him as a BlackBerry. Dude. Yeah, he's more of a BlackBerry, a rugged old yeah. trusty BlackBerry. You know that that yeah. gray one with the black keys that everybody used at some point in in the, in the mid aughts. You know, two thousand six, yeah, seven, I, eight. I never had I never had a BlackBerry, but. Uh... I, I wish I did so I could just roll that little ball. <laughs> I see him just like playing snake and rolling that little <laughs> ball. 
<laughs> the Kree playing, dragon playing bricks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that that was my thought. Like he kind of has that face of like little little scruffy. You know, he could he could he could pull off the Dengar thing, but uh, they'll probably won't do Dengar. They'll they'll do like um, Bengil, and it's like Dengar's son or something stupid. Yeah, I would love for it. I I would I would not say no to it being Dengar. But although there was a sketch that was like when it was announced, or it was never really officially announced, but when it was heavily rumored and all the all the major trades picked it up and sort of confirmed it, there was a sketch that was put out there. Um and it looks nothing it's not if if that sketch is true, it's not Dengar. It, it, it's closer to a Mimban Han Solo look. Nice than it would be to Dengar. So I don't know. I, I like what you pointed out in, the, in this question, Kyle. Like you'd pointed out earlier in the episode, which kind of like I started taking notes during and, you know, villains versus allies. And like the allies side is starting to pile up. And you were mentioning earlier that Gideon and even just not necessarily Gideon, but th- there needs to be more more opposing forces against him. Now, I would like it early people like to think that this could have been like a Dash Rendar type character, you know, uh, possibly like a smuggler or mercenary, maybe a good guy. But I that definitely see him like all his goals for me in my headcanon. Like he's always been a military commando type guy, like El Reese, really. Like I, I can't see it going down any other path. So being small chance another Mandalorian big chance, either another bounty hunter or a mercenary. That's probably opposed to him. I don't necessarily, I don't think I see him being a friend and I see, I think I see him being a threat probably in episode like, yeah, probably like six or seven after Ahsoka has been dealt with. Maybe she's involved in the next episode. So I'll say seven before eight. That's where he becomes involved. Who brings he, him in? He, like, he, he, is he a drifting bounty hunter who catches wind of the situation, decides to get in on it, or like does, does Gideon maybe he teams up out, with Boba Fett? Maybe, maybe, maybe like, for sure. Because we got that to deal with in that in this season too, right? Like, look, look, look. If we get Ahsoka in the next episode, like we're supposed to, and we still have Tamora Morrison out there, we know we're not going to leave that till season three. You know what I mean? Unless he's Rex. Unless he's with Ahsoka and that gets tackled in episode 5. But when you think see, that's not the case and it is Boba, Ahsoka's episode 5, then you have 6, 7, 8. You got 3 episodes left to deal with Boba, Michael Bane, and Moff Gideon. So, yeah, take it, man. I mean, the lifeboat's getting pretty full. <laughs> There's a lot of people here on board. It's... And I know what you mean. Like all these people have to come in and get dealt with and have, have their moment, or serve their purpose, whatever that is. So I, pos- possibly a team up to two birds with one stone kind of deal, you know? Like or Moff Gideon get employs these guys. Maybe Boba Fett one to rise against Michael Bane's character and protect the Mandalorian. Well, and that's it, you know, I, like. I don't. I just to answer when I think not next week. I'm gonna say 
I'm going to say chapter 15. I'm saying chapter 15. He's going to be a late add to the show. Chapter 15. Okay, so episode 7 this season. I'd say introduction, cameo, episode chapter 14. Episode dealt with chapter 15. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's interesting to see what his purpose is going to be. It's a, it's he's a, one of those characters that has kind of uh, slipped our mind until Rick brought it back up here. You know, I, do you, can, can we see Gideon putting out like pulling a Darth Vader, and and saying, "All right, I need to marshal some more troops here, and get uh, I call some bounty hunters and put a hit out on Mando and the child." Of course, he's going to use every resource he has available to him. I feel like Gideon has a lot of pride and he's like, no, the Empire will do this. We don't need like I feel like he said we don't need their scum type thing. We'll do, we'll do it this way. Maybe only the best of the best. You got your Bobas and your Michael Baines. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. But yeah, I'm, I'm going with with chapter 15. What about you, your, Carlos? Your Michael Cat Baines. Oh, <laughs> come on, man! Yeah, so uh, you were just asking for him. You, you said fifteen. Uh, I'll go sixteen. He's a finale oh, guy. So that's the last. last yeah, last episode. Probably, yeah. I mean, I don't have any. I don't have a real strong feeling about it. So let's just go last episode, just for fun, just to be different. Cool. Rick, what do you think? I'm expecting you to talk about this with with Pete and or Eden in your next episode. Um, but that is it for this week, guys. Thank you, guys. Saber darts are flying, man. They're flying everywhere. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Wayne, Jeff, uh, Rick. And we had another one from Kigo. We're going to bump that ahead uh, to, to a, sometime in the future. It's a good one. I want to twist nice. you guys up in knots over it. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> Uh, we'll keep that for a future date. We got to wrap this one up. We're almost we're almost two hours deep here. Um, that's gonna do it. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you want to send your sab- more saber darts, I, we have an absolute blast answering those. Let's keep the momentum going. Uh, you can send your questions, your saber darts, to tumblingsaber at gmail.com. Uh, put saber dart in the subject. Why not? Let's 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 really live this thing. Or uh, hashtag saber dart on Twitter, and we'll get to your questions on the podcast. Uh, if you want to help us out in any of these other ways, that'd be great. So make sure you're su- subscribed to the pod anywhere, wherever you listen to pods, subscribe, share it with your friends on social media, or even your protein form friends, share it with them. Uh, leave us a review somewhere and check out our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash tumbling saber. You get some extra audio every month and it just helps us to keep the lights on and keep things moving. And uh, we've, we've recently uh, made it easier than ever become a powerful friend over on patreon so go check that out and uh you'll be happy you did and let's give a shout out to rob wade over at emotionally14.com he endorses this this podcast and a bunch of other great shows including our pals at the nerd room over at emotionally14.com as part of the e14 endorsed program and so guys all that's out of the way we can all give our our coordinates for social media carlos where can you be found you can find me at the funny Carlos or at C Candidate Music on Twitter and Instagram. Over to you, Corey. Well, guys, let me tell you 
to hit me up. That's Rob rules with a Z on the Twitter machine. And uh, yeah, that's about it. And you can also find Corey sometimes in our cool Facebook group, our closed, cozy Facebook group where we talk Star Wars all the time. People are doing a great job keeping the move, the, the mood light and the news moving. And we have a great time in that group. It's basically the only place I hang out now on Facebook aside from my collecting group. It's it, The Tumbling Saber community is sustaining me on Facebook. So thank you guys for making that such a good part of uh, my, my weekly routine. But that's going to do it for this week, guys. Thank you so much for sticking with us for a couple hours here, week in, week out. Uh, we really appreciate it, and we will talk to you again soon in the next episode. Have yourselves a great week, and may the Force be with you. Static draws me closer to your place Willing me through my dreams fall away Signs blindly to the lines on your face beating strong Drifting And I relive this dream Over And over And over Again Please don't leave my heart broken Bleeding Don't believe it breathing if only to see you next to me sleeping soundly smiling not really this dream over and over You run
now you're running Why you running? Why you running? Please don't leave my heart broken And bleeding Why you running? Why you running away, darling? Please don't leave